Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theme of the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. Tis the season to get glammy. I'm nominated for two 2022 Glam Awards for Best Podcast and Best Writer Blogger, and I need your help to win. This year, both categories are in the People's Choice voting, so the public will determine who wins. All you gotta do is go to theglamawards.net, click the tab for People's Choice, and vote. You might only be allowed to use your email once, so you better tell all your friends, family, enemies, hell, even tell your favorite comedian, your favorite writer, and your favorite crowned queen. And I repeat, tell everyone! Oh, and while you're at it, visit my Instagram and click the link tree to find out how you can help fund our adventure to London to cover DragCon UK. Your donation might get you an exclusive Block Talk pin. How cool is that? And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. There was no tragedy tomorrow as it was drama and comedy together tonight in one big explosive episode after a front runner quits an all-star season once again the remaining queens had to find a way to be funny in front of a live audience oh and it certainly um was someone um has to be very thankful if they win uh they gotta thank isis couture it's time to talk all things canada versus the world and joining me to throw out some stand-up jokes it's mr email kiki how are you fantastic how are you I'm good. I know you had a busy night. Thank you for being here so early. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, wait, it's Monday. Literally last night. I'm like, it's Sunday. Like me and Mike at the bar, we were just like cackling. Like we don't know what year it is, what day it is. <laughs> it's still 2019, right? Everything's perfect. <laughs> COVID wasn't a thing. No. Good times, old times. Wow. <laughs> well, we are here to talk about Canada's Drag Race. Yes. Canada versus the world. But before we begin, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality TV show characters presented through us through reality television production. We are shown in the editing of a television show wants to see. We are actually presented. Yes, there's real people that have given an opportunity to go and tell them to share their craft, but they have also put themselves in a position to discuss what is on the podcast for entertainment to discuss reality TV show. All right. The disclaimer, I have to. Uh, because I when I go hard on why I loathe Raj O'Hara's look. Um, Please go in. <laughs> It's because it's we're talking about reality TV. I have nothing against the girl. No. All right. This is your first time on the podcast. It is. We're talking about Canada versus the world. What are your initial thoughts? Honestly, this season, I was pleasantly surprised. I'm like, all right. You know what I mean? Like another season of Drag Race. You know, like I'm just like, what's going to happen? But I do like Canada like the concept pretty much mm-hmm. having all these different queens get to compete against each other. Yeah. And honestly, I was shocked to see Isis back so soon. So this past episode, like, didn't surprise me at all. And we'll get to it because there's a lot of spicy <laughs> things that came out the past couple I, days. Yeah. I was just like, damn. Not um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're, we'll definitely talk about it because um, if the things that have been said um, are at, anywhere to being true, I think the show needs to have a little um, reflection in on itself. Right. Like, how did that even happen? But I we'll- don't know. <laughs> but let's go through this episode. Anita is gone. Rita will miss her. She's grateful for another shot, though. And after reading the mirror message, Raja notes that Anita is the first light that she saw as she was radiating and she will be missed. Slicky is going to crown Anita Miss Congeniality and give her 500 Canadian dollars. Can I have some, too? <laughs> I need money. Right. Do you think if I ask Silky at DragCon, she'll give me some money on the spot? Maybe, maybe. I'll take Canadian dollars. I don't care. I just need to pull some money. shit out of her tit. <laughs> She's like, here you go, Michael. <laughs> Literally, she will pull something out of her tit. Um, but Silky is congratulated on her win and rewriting history after winning a design challenge. Yes. Victoria is given praise for her sickening lip sync. Mm-hmm. Now, Rita is feeling better after feeling scared and anxious. She shares that the first time around, she didn't have emotions, and this time she does. Emotions are important, people. Yes. You're allowed to have emotions. Right. Especially on TV. You don't want Absolutely. to come off a robot, you know, like. We've seen some robots. Right. Um, Rita will thank Silky for saving her, but Silky tells her to thank Anita because she sent herself home. She had already done checked out. Did she go? I'm like, yes and no. I don't know. Honestly. I don't think we saw her check out. I think she was defeated because it's 
it was hard to be in bottom, 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 like yeah, three wrong. weeks in a row, but right. I don't think she checked out. No. Maybe we missed something. Maybe. I'm like, I got to rewatch it. <laughs> well, who did Victoria pick? Well, it rhymes with Ita. It's an Ita. She th- tells Rita that she did have more fight left in her. Now, Isis is glad that Rita's still there as Can- enough Canadians have gone, but she thinks that Rita needs to step up her game as she doesn't have a win yet. And that's going to be a very important um, line because we're going to lose yet another Canadian this episode. Literally. <laughs> Vanity says that she came there to compete with the best and believes that them sitting on that couch are the best. And I say, well, most of them are the best. Shade. It takes a sip. <laughs> Literally take a sip. Victoria will note that they have all been in the top and the real competition begins as they have to decide how to vote. Will it be strategic? That's got to be one way to start. It's the top six hoes. We got a new date and the competition is heating up. Everyone is stepping up their game and Raja is not going to let last week hold her back. Now, Silky's going to like do some shit stirring and reminds Isis and Raja that they were safe and Isis just doesn't agree. She thinks between her and Raja that one of them should have been in the top position. And if the math is mathing, <laughs> who would she not include as one of the tops? The tension is in the room. Right. Why did no one like really go back at her and be like, so give me a name. Like you want to be here. Who's not going to be there? Right. Right. They're like, nope. I ain't saying shit. <laughs> Victoria thinks that some people are a bit butthurt um, for not being the top and encourages them to watch it back as her runways were a 10 out of 10. Now, obviously you weren't here last week, but you're here this week. And last week was a Victoria moment where she did a drag king look. Um, talk about it. What did that mean to you watching her give that out? I was like, rewind i was like rewind i'm like am i watching this correctly like mm-hmm. is that a king on the run like i was freaking the fuck out which i'm sure like so many other kings and drag things and i was just in shock and then all of the social media posts after that like i don't want to just step this pussy up i want to step my junk up like i'm like yes like yeah. representation like that was huge that was huge and i feel like they're, they've been a little more inclusive, even with that Iceland ad. <laughs> I'm like, why do they have these two ladies up by the beach? Right. That was a choice. I paused it and I'm like, this is silly. Look at RuPaul trying. Look at him. They're, 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 they're <laughs> definitely trying. Um, now, I want, I want since we're on this subject, I do want to ask you, since you are a Drag Race fan. Yes. Would you say that Victoria was the first Drag King look or would you give it to Milk for the season six RuPaul workroom look? Mm. I honestly want to just give it to Victoria because even when Miley was on the show, like people are like, oh no, like they've had King represents. I'm like, no, that's, that was no, no, that doesn't no, that's a hard no. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love Miley. Yeah, I, I, I think the difference that um, we should make is that Milk is a male presenting performer. Victoria right. is not in that right. in the world of drag kings is really the big difference. Yes. Um, but no matter what, this is progress. We're getting somewhere. Progress. Right, right. True. 10 plus years, but we're getting somewhere, ruined friends. I know. Even Lady Camden with that look, like I was gagged. I'm like, damn, this is like, it looks like a valid king look. So I'm just like, mm-hmm. Little did I buy the Lady Camden um Freddie Mercury plushie? Yes, I did. <laughs> Why? Because Freddie Mercury is my hero and I love Lady Camden. Yes. That look was phenomenal. Okay. Oh, damn. I want to I want to look like that. <laughs> right, me too. Well, Raj is disappointed in herself and will come for all the challenges now. But Rita is ready to burn her dress. She never wants to see it again. The alarm <laughs> sounds. We get a room message as she gives them some humorous hints about their next challenge and then brad arrives wearing a blazer and shorts that's a boot that was a hard boot <laughs> but i feel like there's some drag kings who would do that look true i'm like as i look at my blazer and short <laughs> right <laughs> Hung up in the closet. what's it gonna call anyone out but mm. on brad it didn't work yeah. no no <laughs> for this week's mini challenge brad has designed an app where drag fans are brought closer to the drag idols it's called queenie vids while the rest of the world call it cameo. Right. I was like, come on, don't, don't, don't give us Horrible. this shit. You didn't create Horrible. nothing. They're going to record personalized messages that their fans will cherish forever. They have 20 minutes to get into influence your quick drag, and then they'll have to hit record. 
Our first video is for Kenny, for his boyfriend, Justin, for their one year anniversary. He wants a video that lets Kenny know that Justin is unsatisfied in the bedroom and wants advice to step it up. <laughs> well, first off, we have Silky, who's going to wish them happy anniversary, which one year is like 10 years and gay years. So like I've been single for, I can't even do the math because it's way too high. <laughs> Silky's going to give them tips and the tip is to suck. Raja will follow suit and tell Candy to gobble it up. Meanwhile, Vanity shares that if you have a bad gag reflex and then drink some pineapple juice, it helped her with her husband. And like Brad, I am perplexed at this. Um, We're like, wait, really? I didn't want to know about uh, Vanity's sex life, but she told us everything. Um, And Rita tells them to bring a friend to the bedroom and says, come on in. Wow. They, they 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 said sex just do more sex right <laughs> that's the best advice our next video is to jason from his girlfriend carrie her boyfriend jason just got canadian citizenship and citizenship and asked them to sing oh canada to help celebrate i'm not going to put you on the spot to sing it but you know the words to oh canada i'm like oh canada no i don't <laughs> Who did the happy birthday rendition? That was oh my god, that was hilarious. So okay, so read it as well. <laughs> Silky will give us an opera version. Then Vanity wins by singing "Oh Canada" as it's happy happy birthday. I was like, genius, That's funny. So I didn't funny. know Vanity could be actually funny. <laughs> now Isis, the Canadian, is lost for words. Um, also, I feel like she's wearing a look we've seen before. It oh looks god. like what she kind of wore for the photo shoot on season three. I know it was quick drag, but like I was like Isis. She she had a weird filter. Like I'm like RuPaul, if you're listening, or whoever does. <laughs> but that filter is rough. Like yeah, it was not. They're rehearsing. I'm like, are they really sweating that much? Like they look so shiny. Like I'm like, oh my god. Well, I I um in my interview with Adriana, uh, she said that the Canadian workroom is hot. And I was like, what? Because all the girls in America, they, they freeze. They're like, no, it was hot. Oh, shit. So maybe um, they are really sweating them. <laughs> it's possible. It's very possible. Jeez. <laughs> now, um, Victoria and Raja will have their own interpretations, which includes Raja asking Canada to let her in. Um, we know where that was actually going. Not let her into the country, but... Um, mm-hmm. Somewhere. <laughs> Our last video is to Taylor from her soon-to-be ex-wife. Nicole, it's a breakup video and wants them to tell her wife that she knows she's been cheating as she found someone else's panties in the bedroom. Nicole wants her to confront her in a way she will never forget. Lesbians, representation matters. <laughs> that was a great line. That was, oh my God. And just her going into the camera, like I wanted Victoria to win just for that. Like I was like, get Victoria the Emmy. Right. Like, now, Raja will address the sneaky fucking bitch while Victoria's just going to get up close and personal with that camera as uh, lesbians stick together. Is that true? I mean, as a prior lesbian, that is very true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then there is Silky, who almost falls off the stool. She got into it. Yo, I'm like, Silky, you good? But she literally got back together. <laughs> now, if you had a Queenie vid request for for one of your favorite drag queens, what would you ask for and who would it be from? Mm. I'm like, oh, immediately I'm like, detox. I'm such a, mm-hmm. that's so bad. I actually saw her at pieces and I was just like, can we take a picture? Like a nerd. She's just like, okay, detox is on cameo right now. Like $150. <laughs> right, get out of here. Girl, come on. I'm like, I'll just try to stumble upon her again in a bar. That's Literally. great. Good for her. Yeah. The winner of the mini challenge is Raja O'Hara, who wins a fabulous cosmetic collection from Anastasia Beverly Hills. But they're not the sponsor of the season. Right. What happened to Shoppers Drug Mart? (laughs) Raja was very happy. (laughs) Right. I mean, listen, I know I've mocked it many, many, many times, but that's for us in America, like here. Right. Cosmetics from CVS and Dwayne Reed. I'll take it. <laughs> You're like, uh. fair, that's fair. Ma- free makeup's free makeup. I understand right. <laughs> now for this week's Maxi Challenge, they will be featured acts in a comedy routine. Um, he reminds them, if it's a thinker, it's a stinker. They're going to get some, some guidance from Brad and their extra special guest, Emmy-nominated comedy writer and best-selling author, Gary Gennetti, a.k.a. Brad's husband. Um, 
were they just low on finding guest judges this season? I'm like, Brad's married. <laughs> I was like, what? Are they going to call Tracy's husband next? Next, yeah. Um, also, I just okay. want to clarify something. Um, Gary Giannetti is more of a producer on Will and Grace. I think he only wrote like nine episodes. So maybe we should like not fudge the facts here, Canada. All the reach. <laughs> right. Now, since you won the mini challenge, Raja will get to assign the lineup. If you had to do a roast or a stand-up set, how would you do? I was talking about this with my partner. Like, it's one thing to be funny, but if you don't have that timing, like you could be saying the funniest thing in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like that comedic timing is hard. So mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, I've never done stand up. I probably want to go like towards the beginning, yeah. just get it over with and like actually enjoy everybody else. <laughs> but I think I'd do okay. Yeah. <laughs> practice. Now they're out of drag and sharing what they would like for this challenge, right? Rita and Silky would like to go first. Vanity says, well, if everyone's throwing it out there, I'll go first too. Why? Well, she's scared and would like to get it over and done with. She reminds us that on her season, she did a comedy roast and ended up roasting and burning herself. (laughs) Victoria has asked to go last so she can be the lasting impression on the judges. Isis will say she will go anywhere. So Raja will say, you know what? I'm going to open the show. I'm going to go first. (laughs) Vanity, then Rita, then Isis, then Victoria, and ending with Silky. And Victoria's going to be pushing back and be like, is that decided? And Roger's like, yes, in fact, it is decided. <laughs> one got what they wanted here. Not a single person. Roger's messy. <laughs> and no one calls her out for it. Well, Other times we have seen people like get mad and angry. No one called her out. Hissy fit, nothing. Her rationale is that she knows Silky is funny, to her at least, and will be a great way to end the show, and she'll be a great way to start. Um, I say someone's been drinking the Diet Delusionade. Silky's like, I've never done this challenge before in any seasons. And I'm like, okay. And then the two of them who have also just, I don't get the logic. I don't get it. Right, right. Now, as the writing begins, Rita and Victoria will discuss their placement, and Rita's satisfied with her spot, but Victoria is upset as she was the only person to request to go last. She wonders if she is looking out for Silky and if that is her motive, which is absolutely a possibility here. True. Raja and Silky sit together, and again, neither of them have done a comedy challenge or roast, which is wild. The amount of roasts and comedy challenges we've had on the show, this is their third appearance, and this is the first time they've done it. Right, I was gagged. I was like, really? Like, oh, actually, I don't think I've ever, yeah. If you asked me if that was a fact prior to them saying that, I would not be able to tell you. Right, I'd be like, you're um, lying. <laughs> I would have been like, yeah, everyone's done a comedy challenge at some point, but apparently not. No. <laughs> Silky knows she's funny, but she has never written a joke on a sheet of paper. Also, please note um, that the paper she's writing on is like a floral to-do list. I don't know where she got that paper, but um, I think like she my mom has that paper. <laughs> right. Raja says that writing jokes is new thing for her and she personally wanted to get herself out of the way because she's scared. The only joke she wrote was a love letter to the girl she was dating back in the day. And therein lies the joke. I had a girlfriend in high school yeah. and, it was, and it was real people. Everyone who was like, no, you didn't. I was like, yeah, it's true. I was straight in high school. Same. What a time. And then, and then I was by in college and times i'm now gay like i've been straight i've been bi i've been lesbian i am pansexual now i am i am years it's probably gonna be a new yeah i don't know i don't know what i define myself as now i don't think twink sexual is like a thing we're starting that now we're trying we're trying twinks i'm I'm waiting adding that to webster's dictionary twink sexual all right now isis will talk about her journey after winning drag race and life on tour which silky is like oh you want to talk about the people while you just got a crown so they can hate you Isis has discovered that she might be funnier than she thought she was, so she will lean into that. Okay, good start. Um, We're going to hit the main stage, and I hope one day I can have a love like these two old men. We have Gary just starting off saying that when he heard Brad was on Canada's Drag Race, he thought it was as a contestant. I was like, that's really cute and shady, and I love that you probably roast each other on a nightly basis like daily for and then real. peg each other right 
Raja joins them first, and the time has come to get a coaching session. Uh, listen, they all keep talking about Gary as this legendary comedy writer. Like, again, go to his wiki. The man wrote more for Family Guy than he did for Will and Grace. Wow. Uh, also, I don't watch Family Guy, so it was not as meaningful to learn that fact. <laughs> Same. Raja jumps in and discusses how she comes from a small family where she's the only child, and sadly, she's definitely not her mother's favorite. Gary will tell her that she can get a bigger laugh if she flips it and says she wasn't her mother's favorite kid and she was an only child. Raja wants to talk about being single and Gary suggests that she talk about bad dates. Um, if I would do that, I would be performing as a mime because no one wants to go on a date with me. That's <laughs> the mug for me. <laughs> yeah. Life sucks. <laughs> Anyway, Raj is freaking out and she's shitting a brick. I would be too. I would be too if I knew my jokes were just not good. Mm-hmm. Next, we have Vanity and that oversized jacket. Um, that was a fashion faux pas, but a lot of things she's been wearing um, out of drag has been fashion faux pas, but that's okay. Yeah. She shares that public speaking is not something she usually does and hopes that the guidance will allow her to be a public speaker. She's going to start off with Canada and London being similar in many ways, but they're also so different. And also I love that she is like a city and a country. Right. Girl, come on. She's one. <laughs> I'm shocked that they didn't stop her and be like, do you want to say England instead? Because that would make a little more sense. A little but more, no, right. No, no. <laughs> yeah. She'll give examples that they both have a lot of drag queens just in London. They're talented in London. They have thousands of happy sex workers in Canada. They have Jimbo. I guess that was funny. Right. I'm like, uh. <laughs> they tell her that her material is terrific and it's simple and clean. She's feeling confident. And Gary will tell her that her instincts are right and she's shocked to hear it as she failed on her season. Rita arrives and she's feeling good about stand-up as it's what she does, but it is in another language and that's where she is nervous. She will start and will create an awkward moment on purpose by speaking French. They tell her the idea is great and says it will be funnier if she speaks more quickly in French. And when she tries it, bingo, it actually worked. The next part is about her all-time hero being Brooklyn Heights and says that she can see her future in her. Death is coming soon. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's a dig at me too, because I'm, I think, the same age as Brooklyn Heights. I can't. Oh, boy. Well, Brad will tell her that if she goes after anyone on the panel, she has to make sure it gets a laugh, as Brooklyn has heard every single joke. Right. Rita's going to use this feedback, and if they're not laughing, she will get naked and dance. Always a secret weapon somewhere. I'm not sure that Rita's the one I want to see get naked right now, but <laughs> I'm sure watching will adore it. <laughs> Now it's time for Isis, who is glad to meet her other dad. That's so exciting. She meets her daddies. Her approach will be her experience after winning the crown, and she shares a joke about doing things she can only dream of, like having an actual drag career, which was a fucking hilarious joke. Yeah. It's funny, because it's true. I mean, she needs to take a breath. <laughs> She'll make a joke about being on tour bus and comparing it to a funeral home full of decomposed drag queens just stacked on one, one on top of another. Gary will say that there was not a real punchline and Brad tells her it feels like half a joke. Gary wants her to end on a real good joke and the longer the story goes, the better the expectation is for the punchline. Watching back, I took this moment as maybe this was the nail in the coffin for Isis. Um, Because- All of that, oh yeah. This was harsher than any of the others, at least was presented on screen to us. Right, right. Um, and it's not like it was a nasty thing. They, they didn't tell her she sucked. They were just guiding oh. her and say, okay, this is, you have this, mold it, it to something right. else. Right. Victoria comes in with jokes blazing and she says it's awkward for her because she thought that she and Brad were dating. Victoria is going to have a chat with herself about how much she mounts crudeness she does, and she's disgusted if she's honest. They'll tell her if, she, if she's going to be too naughty. She will start with welcoming them to her cervix seminar, which is an hour of in-depth discussions on the ins and outs of her, her vagina. As the saying goes, say what you see and do what you know, and she knows her way around a vagina. Unlike me, they do not. <laughs> she killed it. <laughs> 
she will say that she's called the West End Disco Diva with a lot of spunk, which is usually on her neck, but she did wash for them a wet wipe for her bits. Carrie tells her to get it tight, but also leave some space to play around if she's feeling comfortable to do so. Um, this was a fun tease because when we ultimately get to her set, I was like, oh my God, it's going to be so filthy. But it wasn't. It was, it was oh, tasteful. Tame. Yes, tasteful. And finally, it's Silky. And just like Raja, she's wearing plaid, which is ironic given the runway coming up. Right. She is asked if she's feeling okay going last. And Silky says she will just tell her story and hopes it goes a long way. Silky will tell a story about living in LA and going to Brooklyn's house. The story is about mocking Brooklyn for being such a basic white bitch. Um, also, I love that uh, she's like, yeah, I'm going to talk about Brooklyn and my relationship while I'm a contestant on her show. Because that's not Rick Morris at all. Palsy. <laughs> They're going to tell her that she was great. And for a moment, she will doubt herself again. But Gary tells her that what she did is really fucking hard to do. While Brad tells her to make sure that her punchlines are really clear as there will be a lot of laughter and they don't want to miss a word. All right. It is Elimination Day. And I want everyone to go back and note that unlike most episodes, we go right into the painting. There's no table chat. There's no walking into the workroom. Right. There's nothing of the sort except for Vanity and Victoria chatting. And then you can see Isis walk into the workroom in the background. And well, based on what had happened, I think we all know why. This was a very curious moment. Just as a fan watching this, because it was not like any other episode. No. Vanity is confident with her set. She's doing. She's going to bring it. Silky will ask Isis how she's feeling, and she's feeling some sort of way. What does that mean? Well, she doesn't want to talk, and we'll get to it. Raja's feeling good about going first. And wait, no, 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 we're getting to it now. No, we're talking about it. We're going to see Isis sniffle. We're going to get a confessional saying that she is sitting in the, in the workroom, putting her makeup on, and she can't focus as her mind is busy. She is not in the moment. Raja is noticing Isis is not the same, and Isis is just not okay. She will get a hug from Raja and then start to break down. Isis will say that it's too much for her and she's so tired as there's so much going on with her personally that she's trying to keep up. She doesn't want to anymore. She thinks she jumped back into this too soon and just wants a break. She did it because she wanted to be with everybody and she's trying, but she doesn't want to try anymore. She says she came in with what she wanted to do and she shut down. She's feeling that taking care of herself means she has to leave the competition as it's okay to not be okay. In confessional, she shares that she needs to go home and hopes everyone understands. Raja will note that they put themselves in a lot of pressure to be on Drag Race. She will tell Isis that her drag is valid and important, but mental health is more important. And Isis has decided to leave the competition. She is quitting, so they will give her a final hug goodbye. This was a lot to take in. Yeah. And it's a lot to take in because it didn't make sense in the context of the show. At all. Like, she just started crying in the corner. like. Like, oh, it, it didn't make sense also because everything we had been presented at this point, she's doing fucking incredible. Amazing. Yeah. She was about to win another crown. Literally. Now, Silky understands her pressure of doing this and the pressure the world puts on them. Heavy is the head that wears the crown and it has never had truer meaning. Isis will hug Rita, tell her that she better win. Victoria isn't in denial and crying as Isis walks out and does not want her to regret it. Silky's going to then lead them in prayer, which is nothing we have seen on the show before, which to each their own. Reverend Silky. Reverend Silky. Um, There's a lot of things that have now happened since this moment. Firstly, she and Kendall Gender were at the Roscoe's viewing party where not only did Kendall confirm that she was an alternate for the season, but Isis said some things that were maybe what we would call inside thoughts. She said that she was forced to do the show and the producers told her that they wanted to keep the crown in Canada. She also reveals that she spent nearly $70,000 on her package. She has since written a post that there were a lot of personal and production factors that went into her decision and she is not in a place to discuss what happened and someday she will share her full story. Wow. Um, a lot to unpack here. Egg. A lot to unpack here. Um, first off, before we dive into my thoughts, um, the producers really being that heavy-handed, like you can't expect these drag queens to um, 
keep silent on stuff like that come on we're all homosexuals we talk shit and tell everybody everything <laughs> that, you can have an nda but that bitch is gonna tell you something at some point right oh um God. that's crazy it is crazy and again like as someone who watches all the franchises and knows the ins and outs and how the casting works and the contracts of everything um i mean i did note that like this cast aside from rita everyone had been on the show in 2021 like contractually obligated is the reason why we have this cast i don't know Maybe. is that why isis was there were there other canadians that could have done it who said no and that's why they're like isis you have to do it okay. there's going to be a lot of speculation um right. i don't envy her and i don't envy the dms she will be getting um because the fandom's toxic oh yeah oh, um yeah. and they're going to speculate and they're going to say shit and this is not going to be an easy time for her no but there is a lot of love out there i think my heart goes out because like ugh, even i was like wait what are we talking about because dragula too with melissa uh yeah i was like oh my gosh you'll have me back for that <laughs> Well, this is the third instance this year of a contestant walking away from one of these shows due to personal and mental health reasons. You have to, yeah, you have to think, like, they're going through a lot mentally. What do future contestants need to learn from this, and what can production take away to improve the conditions that the contestants are put through that might make them feel the urge to walk away from this massive opportunity? Right. Right. Because in Melissa's case, like, I felt like it was just, like, more people's energy and also she had you know the stuff that was going on at home but do they have services that they can at least like step aside and and speak to somebody whether it's about you know just where they're at that day mentally or they should maybe they should make that mandatory like once a week check-ins or something like maybe they do have it and i'm talking shit but like i mean there are there are staff psychologists but it's not necessarily doing the job it should do because again you don't want to like influence the reality television aspect of it but these are real humans they have real emotions exactly um and it's not a a strange occurrence just for drag it happens on all reality tv shows at the end of the day the most real thing about reality tv is that most shows are about real people right they're not used to this kind of pressure cooker they're not used to the cameras they're not used to the filming this is stressful even if you've done it before right there's a new stress that comes back on because now you're not only fighting for yourself and your people you're also fighting for your fans and and i i feel like there needs to be as you said like more check-ins there needs to be something but as i said on the dragula podcast this week about melissa and i'll say it again here I don't know where Brooklyn was. I don't know where Brad was and I don't know where Tracy was. They should have checked in with her and we right. as viewers needed to see that. Maybe they did. Because I want to see them check left, in. When Adore left and even Michelle was like, are you right. sure? Like literally broke it down. Like I'm not coming after your character. Like that was a whole bit. Like right. they shot that outside. Like they didn't have to do all that, but that showed at least that Michelle's not a, you know, like a robot and it's like, no, honey, you took the critique too hard. Like, Right. And then on uh, Drag Race España season one, when yes. Inti quit, um, you had Supreme Deluxe go backstage in drag being like, what's going on? Yes. What do you need? Oh, that was a whole moment. Love Supreme. Exactly. Why can Supreme do it but no other judge or host can do it? What is the difference? I don't get it. You're right. Even on Dragula, I was gagged because I'm like, it's really like nobody's going to talk to. They, were, they, oh, didn't, even, they didn't even address it. They pretended it didn't even happen. Yeah, literally. I'm like, oh, she's going home for this. Like, I felt bad, but it's just like, obviously she wanted to go, but still like, ugh, I didn't like that at all. I didn't like that at all. I'm not going to say that this is the end. We're never going to have another contestant leave the competition. Um, If there are rumors that are true, it might happen again in 2023. I don't know. Oh, God. But I, I think... Production needs to do a better job and have the host discuss it more. Yeah, with Baby, it was live on stage. The decision was, I guess, made on stage. So Rue was able to address it and did it in a very delicate and respectful way. Yeah. But if we know it's happening in the workroom, I don't care what condition Rue is in, like 
you, I, you can have half a face on get your ass back there we know yeah. what you look like out of drag we know what you look like in drag let's see uh, half face yeah. but I, I you need to have the conversation these are real humans that need support yeah definitely um i do wish we knew more about what happened because it did feel like a strangely timed moment despite it really having emphasis to her but what is unfortunate is we all saw it prior to this being maybe she's slightly bitter about not being in the top last week and perhaps that maybe was also the nail in the coffin i don't know right right. and that's what's unfortunate is we're all going to speculate i'm going to speculate we're going to talk about it right now but i hope she's okay i know she is doing better um I know she's supposed to go to DragCon. I hope she still does. Yeah. Um, she's going with her daughters, Kimmy Couture and Michaela. Aww. And I hope she has a fun time and she's there right. with family. And I hope the fans are respectful. Because yes. if I do get to chat with her, the first question I'll ask is, how are you doing? Absolutely. That's all you oh, need. So cute. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But um, sad to see ISIS go. Same. Very and strong. I, I will compare Clearly. it to Bendela Creme. Oh my gosh. Front runner. Uh, the lips. I like cry. <laughs> I mean, Ben LaCreme probably would have won. won. ISIS won. probably would have won. Point blank, period, period. <laughs> We're going to head straight to the runway where Mrs. Brooklyn Heights Goreski Janetti is a devil in red. Um, I just, I, I hate the makeup trend where we bring like the color from the side of the head into the face, especially when it's red because it looks like you have a sunburn. Yeah. <laughs> it's I just true. don't get it it's fashion true. I don't understand it's fine uh, we're going to have Brad Goreski, Tracy Melcher and Gary Janetti as our guest judges for the night let's talk about the stand up um, stand up night of comedy we're going to start with Raja who is wearing purple of course of course she'll start off with great energy very much what is needed in a stand up set um, also I don't know who these people are in the audience but that beach blonde bearded guy he sure can get it call me <laughs> they kept zooming in on him all episode they did he you probably like, know someone in production <laughs> who's in so, the back he was so cute and i don't so, even like bearded boys damn maybe cute. my my life is changing there you go mike there you i'm go. getting old <laughs> all right so Raja will start off start with her discussing what the big d stands for and it's not what the hungry bottoms are thinking she then says that every plug needs a socket and I will never not be able to have that image in my head during sex. <laughs> All right. So her first bit is about looking for a man, which is hard as a drag queen because you're looking for a man, they're looking for a man and you show up looking like a queen. I think the joke worked. The delivery could have been funnier. Yeah. Um, her set will then veer into motivational speaking rather than laugh out loud funny. She will say that people slide into her DMs asking about her relationship with her mother and says that she is now her second favorite child. Too bad she's an only child. Not only did she flop it, um, she flubbed the joke. Yeah. Because the math doesn't math. It wasn't math thing. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> but it wasn't good. And then that's it from Raja. I don't know if we were cut for time or if she just didn't say much of anything that was funny, but we got nothing. There was nothing in her set. Yeah, no, it was more like, like you said, motivational speaking. It was strange. <laughs> it was cute, but this is, yeah. You're supposed to be cracking jokes, boo. <laughs> right. Now we have Vanity Milan, and what sets Vanity back is that she just does not have it. Comedy is all in the timing, and her pace was so slow. Um, like, she heard hold for laugh and was literally waiting for a laugh, but they didn't come because she wasn't funny. It was like dead silence, like dead silence. She will give us those drag queen and Jimbo jokes, both of which were fine. And then she says in Canada, they have maple syrup in London. They have fashion. Yeah, what? I didn't, I didn't get that. The problem here was that for a joke to be funny in threes, they need to have the same setup. And she flip-flopped it also, which made it lost in effect. Like it didn't work. It didn't yeah. land. She will go on with this bit, but then she shares that London, they hit people with baseball bats. And now I'm like, wait, do I want to go to London? Am I going to get hit with a baseball bat? And drag on. <laughs> Not what I want to do, but uh, she's going to go on with this bit. And um, then we have something about Canada having great teeth, 
which should have been the joke where she says in London, they all have bad teeth because that's stereotype. No, she says they are all sucking apples through a straw. And I was like, is that something British? I do not understand that. I'm like, "Mm, I want some apple juice. (laughs) No one in the room got it. I don't even think Victoria got it. No, everybody was like, what? (laughs) She will then go to her notes. And that's when everything just halts. She then leads to Canada so nice and they're just so funny and anything she said um, it just wasn't great because then she's going to give us some knock-knock jokes. And if you're doing a knock-knock joke in a stand-up set, you're really grasping for life. <laughs> I mean, there weren't half bad jokes. Right. They just weren't what you want in a stand-up set. Exactly. We have Rita up next and starts with the French bit and she was great at it because it was so fast. The timing was right. When she gets into the English part, she talks about her accent not being from Quebec, but from Canada's Drag Race season one. <laughs> and I'm not sure I got it. Me either, but Brooklyn was cracking up. <laughs> she was laughing. Yeah. Um, now, before we get into her French lesson, she will shade Vanity for putting them to sleep, which I thought, oh, that was good. Not necessarily a roast, but I'm here for the roasting. <laughs> she says that French language, they are more romantic and says some beautiful words in French, while us English say, come on, daddy, spank me. I want that dick in my ass. Grab my balls, felching. I was like, wait, that's a funny bit. Did not expect that from her. Right. And yeah, we English speakers are rude true <laughs> she will teach us how to say that rita will win the competition and that's funny because jokes because it's very likely not going to happen i'm like what is she making everybody say that was cute but yeah it was cute she was fine it was serviceable <laughs> in most other rows she may have been in the top but she's gonna get outshined by the next two people oh yeah 100 now victoria arrives with tomatoes on her jacket and that is camp we are welcome to her cervix seminar. She's only joking. She won't put us through that. Now, she will say that she's not the only UK queen there as Vanity is there and she was fabulous. And that's on what? Period. Which is not funny because Victoria is on her period, which was a setup that was brilliant. That brilliant. is how you do comedy. Literally. Oh, she's Take falling. something that people know and you twist it in a way that no one expects. Yes. Now we're going to learn that the front row is the splash zone and they will walk out of there looking like Carrie. That was a very camp image. Slightly gross. Right. I was like, oh, funny. (laughs) Now we have a bit about being fat and big and how it's not a swear word as Victoria loves being fat. She says that there are disadvantages as her and Silky Lip synced and the crew had to go on stage and do a risk assessment before they went on as they hit 6.4 on the Richter scale. That's funny because she's allowed to make fun of herself that way. And she did it in a very tasteful way. I see. And then we're going to get to the maybe not so tasteful, depending on who's watching. We'll have Victoria ask Silky to do the finger, and she does her single finger. She had Brooklyn laughing with one finger, so only imagine what Victoria can do with two fingers, (laughs) three fingers, four fingers. We love fingering jokes. Right. They were living for that. I was like, okay. Yeah, and then when it started to veer into fisting, I was like, going too far no puppet play here um victoria was a natural i would actually go see her in a comedy show yes absolutely excellent excellent job mm-hmm. and last but not least it's silky sharing the story of that time she went to brooklyn's house we will get the strike system from silky including not having wine and the white gays liking vodka soda which is strike one strike two was a cat on the kitchen counter strike three was chicken with no seasoning which leads Silky to give her silky soul food seasoning. And by give, I mean toss at her and explode as it hits the judge's desk. Strike one for you, Big Silk. So cringe. Um, I would love to see that in slow-mo because it was very funny. Later on, we're going to see her with this, the, the, the seasoning. And I'm like, did you put it back? Because it all came out. Right. It was like spilled all over the floor. <laughs> Or did some intern have to go to the um, supermarket and get all the seasoning and put it back in? Oh my God, yeah. Also, <laughs> where did Silky get the seasoning? Her breasts. <laughs> like, you're in lockdown. You don't leave the hotel. You go from the hotel to the studio. Where the hell did she get that? She brought that from home. <laughs> I'm literally going to ask her, I think. I have to know where the seasoning came from. Find out. Please find out. <laughs> she was very good. She's 
she's good at storytelling. It's, I wouldn't say this was brilliant stand-up, but it was comedic storytelling, which yes. sometimes one of the same. Um, but she did very, very well. Very impressed. Let's go through the runway. Are you ready? I'm ready. Category is Plaid Girls Club. In honor of the runway, we will play Plaid You Like It or Breaking Plaid. <laughs> I love my puns. Thank you. I'll be here all week. Oh, God, Raja O'Hara. No designers listed, but I'm assuming Raja made it because I am sorry. I hate this so much. Listen, when she takes off the sunnies and we see that unfinished hem on her face mask, nope, no, ma'am. Also, I get how purple and yellow are complementary colors, but Raja is making them defy that rule. I hate the chaps. The face skinny is dumb. I just think this is tacky in all the wrong ways. Yeah. You're allowed to disagree with me, and I think most people are going to disagree with me. What did you think of this look? I'm like, let me look at it. Yeah, I wasn't really into the face skinny because, like, when they zoomed in, you can tell, like, it wasn't really, yeah, I was just like, damn, Raja. I mean, from afar, it's cute. I do like the pops of yellow. The bag, the hat, the glasses, the shoes. And the dog. Oh, yes. Oh, and the gloves, too. Wow, I didn't even see the dog, and it's the same print. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably why. Yeah, if it was different colors. But she, her life depends on purple. Of course she's going to do purple. Brooklyn says that she did a great job when she came out as it's hard at the spot to be in, but then stayed there a little too long before getting to the comedy and they are here for the jokes. Tracy says she was on to something with the audience participation, but her jokes didn't land. Gary says that there was some stuff that was a bit rambling, but she kept it moving. He says she is naturally warm and they are all instantly on her side and the look he applauds, he applauds it. Um, Brad says it's giving him Balenciaga with the gorgeous nipped waist and loves the silhouette. Good for you, Brad. I give it a breaking blood, breaking plaid. Breaking plaid, yeah. Not my favorite. Audience, fine. You're allowed to like it. 79% plaid, you like it. 21% wow. breaking plaid. I was shocked. I'm shocked. Vanny de Milan, look by Christopher Hardcastle, hair by Imanado Hair. The way I screamed seeing this look when she turned the corner. Oh. It's clue come to life in all the right ways clueless um the shoulder pads are to die for she is dion through and through and she's having so much fun in this look i love it i love a pointy shoulder oh my Mm -hmm. god like and the makeup so soft like gorgeous even the details like the hoop earring like (gasps) she got clueless perfectly she really did she really did gorgeous the bag everything she has the cell phone out oh my god Mm -hmm. picture so good Brad says he loves the exaggerated shoulder and says it looks literally like what Versace is doing right now with the chunky shoe and skirt set. He says that she came in with her material down, but in performance, she was less in command. Tracy says that she had her totally bugging and feels like she should should be rolling with her homies. She says her timing was a little bit off. She says it's a prep. Vanity said that she went over it again and again and might have overprepared herself and psyched herself out. Gary says she is funny and she sure got in her head and the worst thing she was afraid happened. He says, take from this and learn. And Brooklyn says that she has to trust herself a bit more and no matter how many times she gets knocked down, get back up again. The gospel of Chumbawamba. <laughs> I guarantee you there are a lot of Gen Zers out in the show being like, who's Chumbawamba? Right. <laughs> and I say, fuck you. Fuck you. you. <laughs> it, this look was everything. Plaid, you like it plaid i love it <laughs> audience 95 percent plaid you like it five percent breaking plaid next up rita bega look by doris baga hair by martin elier jewels by our friend amped accessories i think this was super camp i wish she had a purse um but that's just me being very nitpicky yeah i think this is fun and flirty and just wrong in all positive ways I like the colors they're very rich i love the purple as the accent color the hat will leave you in the shade this is a playful side of Rita that I like to see. I like seeing her go into this direction. Same. It was cute. I liked it. I love it. It's do like you have hats that big? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I have a giant. It looks like like a pilgrim hat. <laughs> like it's huge. And I stone the top. I can't. I'm like, I need, I don't know when I'm going to use that again. <laughs> it's like, it falls onto my head. I love this though. What does she have in her hand? Like a it's like a frappuccino that's so freaking cute 
Very basic bitch. Basic bitch, but I love it. And the hat is gorgeous. It's huge. Tracy says the false start was a great bit and would love to see more French English comparisons. She says her runway looks as if it was Jennifer Coolidge was the lead character in Emily in Paris. Gary says that she created her own world with her own rules and that they all followed. She was speaking French and taking it to an offstage person and she stuck to the rules. Brooklyn wishes it was more compact and says it took a minute, but once they got the jokes, they were some good ones. And Brad says she looks beautiful like a fun girl. He loves her. I enjoyed it. It's a plaid. You like it. Yes, absolutely. Audience, you're killing me here. 51% plaid. You like it. 49% breaking plaid. I'm shocked. Maybe y'all just hate Rita Vega. Maybe. I mean, I did like the whole French bit. I just wanted her to shorten it a little. Yeah. I felt like that went on a little bit too long, but I really, I liked her performance and the look, whatever. <laughs> Victoria Scone, look by James McAver costumes, hair oh. by Hauser Headwigs, earrings by Polyamorous. This is camp and fashion, and I adore it. I love that she is paying homage to our crown queen, Lawrence Cheney. I love Lawrence. Um, I love this. So- I have a, like this soft spot for neoprene, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> I think it's a great material to use in drag, and the way she used it was just superb. Yes. Also, the fact that the plaid goes into the heel. That's perfection. That's how you make a look look complete. Yes. Like, oh, this look is everything. Uh, like, I'm just staring at it. Because it's giving, like, a huge, like, blazer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then also, if you stare at it, it could, like, give off a heel almost. And then going into that same material heel, like you just said, oh. And the hair. It's so smart. The mug is always right. She's stunning. Mm-hmm. Brad adores the runway. He loves how it hides and reveals at the same time and loves the colors. Brooklyn says she knows how she feels about a bitchy shoulder and thinks it's fantastic. She thinks it was an interesting take on plaid. And she says there was something so funny about the fact that when she comes out looking like a proper English lady, and then she's just so filthy. <laughs> Gary says she has confidence in her material, material and they relax a little when she is confident. He says she is a very unique drag artist and is happy he got the opportunity to work and watch her perform. And Brad says he she did an amazing job and had the crowd in stitches. He will say that the fingering joke was the moment of the night. Of course I it love was. that, right. <laughs> Glad you like it. I loved it. I loved it. I'm like 100%? No. What are the people? It should be. I'm not going to call out anybody, but 97% plaid. You like it? 3% breaking plaid. I am angry. Anger here. Delusion. (laughs) Speaking of delusions, looking at my ganache. Look by Patrick Howell. Hair by GL Walton. Nails by Funeral Face Nails. Jewels by by Conrad. Um, Also, if you go to her Instagram, she will very much say that this look was designed by an Emmy winner, and I think that's a dig to brooklyn but let's be honest this is what you wear to an early season it's just basic and generic it's a walk around look for sure is it terrible no but with five people left in the competition this sticks out like a sore thumb hard hard like you put her next to victoria like what are you doing right you just got off a scooter like what she got the helmet what's going on here (laughs) tracy says (laughs) go ahead what did you say i'm like i love silky but girl yeah Tracy says she had her howling with laughter. She thought it was a true story. Gary says she was hilarious yesterday and more hilarious today. And Brooklyn will say, get out the seasoning and says it's good. And she has interacted with them. She says it was a long story, but it worked because she had punchlines throughout the whole thing. She says the look that she expects at a meet and greet. She says after last week, she knows she can do better. And I agree. It's a breaking plaid. Yeah, we are breaking all this plaid. I'm like, audience 38% plaid you liked it 62% breaking plaid yeah Brooklyn will address that they are sad to see Isis leave but they are glad that she put herself first and wish her all the best but the competition is still competitioning based on the judges critique Silky and Victoria are the top two Rita is safe Vanity and Roger are the bottom two do you agree with all that I'm like I guess but it was just like the same thing happened last week. You know, like you want to see something different. Well, yeah, it's it's interesting because there is a world of argument where you could say that Silky and Rita could be sw- swapped. Um, but I guess the maxi challenge weighs more than the runway. True. 
True. I didn't even think about that yet. So I, I agree with this, but also I'm like, well, I mean, if we're really nitpicking and if if Starlet is right and it's 50% of the mark, then maybe Rita is the top here. But I, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> no. We will journey back to the workroom and they are going to start deciding what to do in an already emotional day. Victoria and Silky are congratulated for winning two weeks in a row and Victoria calls it bittersweet. Silky thinks this was a bit more personal as she entered the competition with Raja and Vanity and thought melanin magic was just shown and shown and it's not often and she doesn't have many words. She does not know what is best for her in this moment and this moment is supposed to be about her. Vanity is defeated, but the fight is still there. She knew this challenge would kick her in the ass. Raja will say that she is disappointed in herself again because she let that inner saboteur creep up and tap her on the shoulder. She says if she didn't go first, she would have sat there and doubted herself and had to talk herself off the edge. Um, I thought we were done with the inner saboteur. Can we please retire the inner saboteur? (laughs) Done. But we're going to get our chats and Rita will have a chat with herself because that's what you do when you're sitting alone on the couch. Right. First, we have Raja with Silky and they hug it out so Raja can get her mind right. Silky will ask why she should keep her over vanity and she says facts are facts. This is her first time in the bottom and she missed the mark, but she will make it up next week. She will make it her bitch. She tells Silky that she is fierce competition and she wants to fight with fierce competition. Silky does say that this day has been tragedy after tragedy with ISIS leaving and putting team serve in an awkward position. Um, I didn't know they were officially called serve because on the episode they said SRV. Right. I'll take serve. It's easier to say. Exactly. Um, If she keeps Raja, it would be the fair decision as she has done better than Vanity, but she will wonder if the other girls will think she's choosing Raja because that's her American sister. Now, there's also been some reports that perhaps Isis was not happy about the production maybe favoriting mm. the relationship between Brooklyn and her season 11 sisters. Damn. See, that's whack. And I think it's very evident here. Oh, yeah. Anyway, Vanity is not defeated as she talks with Victoria. She will say from one sister to another, she fights for everything she wants, and this is something she wants. She is there to see it to the end. Victoria knows that Vanity is saying all the right things. She wanted her to do well in the challenge, so we'll see. She wants to know why she should keep her, and Vanity says that Raja already has a platform, and Black Queens in the UK don't have that. She says being on this show means she can reach out to more people and that would mean she can inspire more people she says that black queer people in the uk and poc people can look up to her and that's on what period because victoria's on her what period <laughs> um let's go check on rita um she is blowing bubbles in her drinks as she is sitting alone in the vip it is time for a little nap grandma needs to rest um and that's what i'm going to do later today because i am sleepy with Raja, Victoria will ask her how she's feeling. And she says that this is her wake-up call. And when you fall, you can get back up. And she is up and ready to fight. This is the fire she needed. But she will say being safe last week opened the door for doubt to creep on in. Um, this is a reference to our dear friend Milk again. Come on, chocolate milk. Let's not whine over being safe. They love to do that. They sure do. They really do. I'm like, just be quiet in the corner. <laughs> right. Now, Victoria will tell her that her comedy challenge was categorically better than Vanity's, and she has not made a decision yet. With Silky, though, Vanity will say that when she came in and seeing them all on stage, she thought she would be the first out. When they got into the girl group, she says that was her top three. Silky will say that they have an unspoken bond and share a struggle that the world doesn't know, and Vanity responds that being a Black queer person in the UK, this is her perfect platform to continue. She says she looks up to her and Raj and tells her to pass her the torch and she will continue. They can do it together. I was like, ooh, that's a good pitch. That's a good pitch. Right. So like he says, she came back to this competition because black girls don't get this opportunity. She wanted to be the voice of it. And now the voice has to take away another opportunity from another voice. All right. I like that. A lot of pressure. <laughs> We're going to see what the choices are. Yeah. I love that Victoria did not change, but she will be lip syncing in the under part of her look because uh, that is smart. Um, and then also Silky looks like a glittery pinata. Oh, anyway, 
We're back on the main stage. This time it is the lip sync for the world. And the song is Your Daddy Don't Know by Toronto. And wow, this was a track. I have never heard it before, but Same. it's a naughty rock song. Sorry, I ate that. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if it officially is lesbian rock, but the way that Victoria was performing it, um, it's like she knew that song existed her entire life. That split? I was like, oh my gosh. Um. <laughs> Why did Silky do that terrible costume reveal for like no reason? No reason. I w- I was like, is th- this that was funny? I'm sorry, <laughs> that was funnier than that long story she was telling. <laughs> it just was like, what are you doing? Awful. It was, I think, a tearaway from the side, but then like then she, she couldn't get off. Get her. <laughs> She's trying to get her arm out the sleeve. Brooklyn's cackling, so they yeah. just live for anything that Silky does. I'm sorry. It's true. Now, did you want things to get weird in this lip sync? And I'm not talking about the fluorography or the splits and the kicks. No, I am talking about the kiss scene around the world. What a way to end a lip sync. Right. Because I was like, like, damn, Victoria looked good on the floor. Silky threw herself. It was like, wait, wait. <laughs> like, they, they were just like, they're going to get it on. If there was more song to do, they were doing it. But it is decided that Victoria is the winner of the week. She gets a trip for two to Iceland, courtesy of their friends at Pink Iceland. I would like to go to there. And also, as you referenced before, those um, those two beautiful women um, in their wedding gowns. I was like, yes, two dresses. Great. Okay. Cute. <laughs> okay, so Victoria has decided. Well, we don't know what she decided because the judges have decided that due to Iceland leaving, no one's going to go home. Yay. I think that is the right decision. It was the right thing to do. But listen, if Raja wins the season, she has Isis and Riga Morris to think. She was going to go home this week. Yeah, she was. You're not wrong. I got some burning questions to wrap this podcast up. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. First off, what is Isis's legacy? Hmm. Jeez. I'm like, I don't even know. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think she's just like this brilliant queen who came back when I don't think she wanted to come back, but she showed the world that she, no matter what, she is going to serve it and she's going to do well. And she is a she's really great young too, right? Oh my God, you call me young too. She and I are the same age. For real? Yeah, she's 35. Oh my God, you're only 35? You're oh my like- God, only? Oh my God, this is amazing. This is what a freaking day we're having here. Oh my God, those gray hairs uh-huh. that like come creeping in, they don't mean nothing now. No. Um, she, no, she, she, she is really a great queen and oh. um, I got to see her perform over the summer. She's very talented. Cute. I want to see her perform. Do you think we will find out who Victoria and Silky would have selected? I don't think so. Well, that would be cute. For I time. want to know. Like right. there has been no drama this season. Let me have the drama because they're both going to be gonna ask. Room. Do you think they're going to ask just to stir the pot? Somebody will. They have to. Someone has to. Yeah. All right. Next week is an acting challenge in Spy Queens. Who's going to be in danger? I feel like definitely not Victoria. She's about, I hope she wins it. Um, (laughs) I'm just like rooting for Team Victoria. Um, Who's in danger? Like, can Silky act? No, yeah, she can act. Sure. Silky can act like Silky. Right. I know. But like I said, they eat it up every And they week. also eat up Rita <laughs> Vega when it comes to acting challenges. True. I think I'm worried about Vanity because I there I don't go. think they're going to love what she does with the other four being such big personalities. Right. That part. I feel like she might fall, you know. Mm-hmm. And, then- and remember the last acting challenge she did, she played a um, like the baby Yoda and it was just a head. So now we get to see the full body comedy challenge. <laughs> See. Ask it every week after four episodes. The winner of the season is Victoria Scone. <laughs> I, I agree. At this point, like I can't not say her. Like there are two episodes left. Um, someone's got to like really, yeah, do well, and she's got to do terrible for her not to win. Otherwise, right. I will call out Riga Morris because this is just she's done exceptional this season. Everything, everything, like. Obviously, I'm a fan. Like that whole mm-hmm. drag king. Like, oh my god, forget it. They won for yeah. me. <laughs> I, I really hope Victoria wins. Um, and she's proven it on her own merit, like that she deserves it. So, and that's the key here. So. And she wasn't given the opportunity. You know what I mean? Like, who exactly. knows how far she would have gone if she didn't exactly. get exactly. So, huh. 
it's time. All right. Where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Um, you can follow me on Instagram at mxmelkiki. Shortened it because my drag name is stupid long. <laughs> <laughs> I do have it tattooed on me. I'm like, here's the spelling. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Venmo at Mystery Mel. So that's M Y S T E R E M E L. That's my drag. Amazing. And Twitter. Yeah, Twitter as well. Amazing. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here. This was fun. Thank you. This was fun. I love this. I love this so much. <laughs> A big thanks to Mel for coming on. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit findmeacoffee.com slash block talk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.